We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw. Wentz looks, looks, pressure comes, went, hit, sack, back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 318 on the Blue White Network. I am Euros Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart here. Boys, how we feeling after that Raiders victory on Monday Night Football? Feeling great. I'm enjoying this bye week, man. Malcolm, what's up with you, bro? Ooh, man. Yo, I'm feeling great, man. Six and two going to this bye. Man, watching what they did to the Raiders. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited, man. Pretty excited. Can't can't complain. I think it's your best start since 1957, I want to say. Is that, is that that's Tyler? Been a long, you know more I don't than know, me. honestly. They won a championship that year, though. that snap in itself. That sounds about It's been our best right. start since forever. It's been our best start since forever. Let's just say that. Before any of us yeah, they won. Yeah, they won a championship that year. Yes. They won a championship that year. So, that being, hopefully, uh, history repeats itself if that's the case, if that was the last time. Shit. All right. Well, you know, before we talk about this Raiders game, because there's a lot to talk about in this game, I think we have to talk about the trade deadline that happened on Tuesday, Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Uh, the Lions walk away with Donovan People Jones. I don't think that's a story here, though, the trade deadline. If you if you look at people's reaction on social media, whether it be Instagram, whether it be on Twitter, wherever you consume your social media and your Lions news, um, the, the pulse right now for Lions fans is that they aren't necessarily the happiest of how the trade deadline went and seeing how some of the other teams in the conference were able to acquire talent and the Lions were able to walk away with Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'll start off with you, Pierre. Uh, what's your overall just reaction from the trade deadline on what the Lions did? I think the Lions did make some offers, but they maybe they felt like the price was too high on some guys. Um, and you look at Chase Young, he wasn't a culture fit. Stuff came out after that, you know, that he doesn't, he kind of freelances. He doesn't always does his job. And, you know, when you when you talk about the Lions, they always talk about their culture. They pass on Jalen Carter because of that. 
They like to bring guys that fit in. They don't want to bring guys that, that just kind of ruin the vibe. Um, and then Montez Sweat going for the second. I personally wouldn't trade a second for Montez Sweat. I think Chicago paid a little too much. So, plus these guys are free agents. You know, it's hard. You say you trade a pick for them, but then they leave in free agency. You lose that pick. And when you're a team like the Lions, you got to pay all these guys. You have to replace those mid-tier guys. You can't pay everyone, right? You got to replace those mid-tier guys with draft picks like the Rams have done over the last few years. So, so is, is it a so little concerning just, to you, though, that you saw the whole conference, especially all the, the winning teams, we'll say, that are with the Lions right now, like San Francisco 49ers, like the Seattle Seahawks, those teams – make moves philadelphia eagles getting buyer like a week ago seeing those teams all make moves and the lions only walking away with i don't know a wide receiver three at best probably in dpj and that's probably best case scenario that he's your wide receiver three um is it a little, like are you a little concerned no because you look at the niners they've lost three straight chase young he, he could go in there but he's not gonna like make that team better like make him win three games brock purdy hasn't played good football their quarterback you look at seattle Leonard Williams is good, but who does he have with him in Seattle? Jerron Reed? They don't really have a edge rusher. You know, they help him, but it's not like a guy that's going to make him win four or five games more. It's not like a true difference maker. He's a good player, but he's not um, that like a difference maker. He's not like a guy you like, oh, shit, we're playing Leonard Williams. He's one of the best players in the league. It's not that. He's a good player, though. He's not great. Yeah. I mean, it's fair, I guess. Uh, I'm like, I love the... You actually think of it like that. I love I the job that Brad know. Holmes has done. Obviously, he's done a great job fixing this culture. Um, he's done a phenomenal job. I'm a little disappointed, though. And I think Lions fans have every right to be a little disappointed with how the trade deadline went. Um, you see all these teams in your conference making moves and getting more ammo, preparing themselves for the playoffs. And you see the Lions who are right in the mix of with all these teams, with the San Francisco Fanage, right with the Philadelphia Eagles, with the Seattle Seahawks and the Cowboys and whoever, right? All these teams are making moves while you kind of just sat back there and were, were content with your team. And you have a good team. like, And that's not to say that the season, um, like you can't compete with this team. Like you were still in the mix with them even after this deadline. But it's just like, damn, man, you had an opportunity to go get some ammo at this deadline. You had an opportunity to go get some more talent on this team and make you go from a good team or even maybe a really good team to like a great team. Like you had an opportunity to really go up and lock the number one seed. And now – Let's say the number one seed, that is still very much in play, even after this deadline. Like, you could still go out and win this number one seed, even after this deadline, with the current roster that yep. you have right now. But just like, damn it, man, you had an opportunity to go get some ammo at the deadline, and you kind of just felt like you sat back. Tyler, my question is for you. Okay, my question. Let's say those teams, who, who though? Who would you want on Any one of who? those defensive linemen. Montez Sweat, Chase Young. Okay, question. Montez Sweat, like, for, let's say the Lions is Chicago has a higher right. two than Detroit. He's probably right. going to Chicago. Chase Young wasn't going to come here due to character concerns. And that, that, like, that kind of annoys me there. Because like the risk of getting Chase Young is nothing, essentially. And it- if you if you heard Campbell, though, talk all week, even Brad Holmes, Campbell said it all week. They got they want to get guys that fit, not just from a talent standpoint, but from a locker room right. standpoint but like, as well. What's the risk of acquiring Chase Young? You trade a third-round pick. Okay, you trade a third-round pick, right? You don't resign them, but you get them for eight games. You get a compensatory pick that's going to be a third-round pick, though. No, no, you're not necessarily you're not necessarily get a comp pick. If you resign, if you sign a guy for a one she's under, even if you sign a guy less, it could be a sixth round. It just depends. You might not get no comp pick. So you're at all. saying though, but like my point is, you're going to get something back in return, though. For 
Not necessarily. Let's say let's say Chase Young leaves in free agency and you sign a so guy the same it. amount he left. No, you still lost your pick. Your you third lost round your third pick, round pick is but gone. You signed your replacement, who's not necessarily on defense though. Any play, the contracts about the money. I understand that, but like my point is that you could have an eight game stretch with Chase Young right now for almost getting nothing. You could probably get that pick back. I'm saying there's a good shot. And another thing is on Chase Young is his medical. Some teams they don't like him. They're, his knee, yeah. they don't and like then, the knee. Um, Albert Breer reported that as I don't well. Know. So it's it could just, be medical. It's just a little annoying. Well. I see the Eagles getting Kevin Byard. I see the Seahawks getting Leonard Williams. I see the Niners getting Chase Young and Randy Gregory. They got two pass rushers at this like, deadline. I know they got Gregory a couple weeks ago. Randy okay, Gregory. But that's just depth, and they got him for damn near nothing. They got him for damn near nothing. My thing to you is your acquisitions are going to be when James Houston comes back, which is probably in a couple weeks. That's cool. He's close. And then C.J. Gardner Johnson is going to come back in about around yeah, that, December. That's great. So those are oh, those are great additions of. to the team. And like I said, it just doesn't change my perspective on how the season goes or what I think of this team. It's just, man, if like Chase Young went to the Chiefs, I'd be like, all right, damn it, whatever, who cares? He's to the Chiefs. But that he went to the San Francisco 49ers pisses me off. I don't know. What about you, Malcolm? How do you feel about this whole trade deadline in general? I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I'm I'm with you, Tyler, on this one, man. I'm not mad. I'm not happy. I'm disappointed, and, I, and the reason why I'm disappointed is because great teams, when they're like, when you feel like you're a contender, you make these type of moves to put you over that hump. Um, a few years ago, we watched the Rams when they won that Super Bowl run, trade deadline. Who did they go after? Vaughn Miller. How, they have Vaughn Miller for what a year, but guess what? He brought to the team a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, um, teams do that. They get they get they they make these moves to, you know, get you over that hump to make if you're a good team make you a great team or if you're a great team make you an elite team, and that's like Tyler man I think the Lions had an opportunity to do that, but we didn't do it you know we got Donovan Peoples Jones who's a I think he's a great fit for the team and I think he's gonna as far as depth wise make the team. I guess uh, is he gonna make them like how much better? I I don't know. I think he's just a duck piece. Um, mm-hmm. And if something happens, like we are down the receiver, you know, he could come in and help that ro- help that room. But he's not like a missing piece that's gonna take us from point A to point B or like to the Super Bowl or from a you know the first the, the, the wild card round to you know the division round. Right? He's not that type of player that's gonna do that just just by him. But um, yeah, I think if, like if we would have got Chase Young now. I, I would want Chase Young too. I'm not even gonna lie. I, I want to Chase Young, and if we would have got him, even if we were four eight games, you know, he could be that piece to help us win a Super Bowl. And if that if that's the price of it. If we want a Super Bowl, he's not here next year. I could care less. We got a Super Bowl out of it. That's right. just me. I agree with you, and you know, I, I think sometimes, and it's and I get it because like. Lions fans, like we're not used to this. Like we're not used to being buyers at the deadline. We're not used to to trading for for guys like that. We're, we're usually the teams trading away to good teams. Like that, that's that's usually like, that's real. That's what the Lions have been for so many years. And I feel like sometimes we just get a little too content as fans. Like just win the North, host a playoff game, guys. You you could do more than that this year. But I just told you, I like just who gave knows? you three names: Leonard Williams, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Leonard Tyler, like when you look at Leonard Williams, though, what do they give up? A third and a fifth for him? He's on an expiring contract. Mel, Pierre, if you want a Super Bowl, are you complaining about that damn third round pick after? Yeah, but what if they don't view those guys as a Super as a Super Bowl? Is it better than what you got player? right now? Like, it is, but like, does he? Make- you also have to. You have to. You don't have to. Just Lions don't want to build the winner for one year. They want to build the I winner for that. ten and, years. Yeah. 
And, and, that's what, that's what and you look at other contenders around the league too. The NFC did work. The AFC didn't do much. Right. Um, that's your competition. And, and, and the Lions did try. The Lions, the Lions did try though. You know, it's not like they didn't try. They did make some offers. They wanted Neil Hunter. Neil Hunter, at the end of the day, fucking said no. You know, so uh, they, they went hard after him. I know that for a fact. They made some calls on some DBs, but the price was too high or the contract or the players made very – I don't know. It just didn't work out. It's not like they didn't try. I, I, I know. What, what, bothers, what bothers me is that um, we continue to say character issues. And we were saying like, oh, this guy has character issues. But then they go to a franchise and like, for example, Jalen Carter. He's in the Eagles right now. Is there any character issues right now in Philadelphia, in the locker room in Philadelphia? Do they have any kind of culture problems in Philadelphia with Jalen Carter? Not, it's not that, Malcolm. It's they want to get the guys that they that fit them. Campbell said, we don't care about that. Like, people, they actually bring that up to Campbell. like, that's good for them. That's It's not for us, though. You know, like. Yeah, I mean. Like, I'm it, telling it, you, it, they care. Like, Malcolm, like, if you layer about it, they grit. They wear those grit hats. It's it's actually, they care about it. It's it's in the building. It's it's their identity. That culture, that, that culture is part of the reason why they're winning. They got guys that play hard, that listen. You know that grind. Um, they might not be the most talented players, but but they're guys that play with 100 percent effort. They're always going 100. percent That's part of their team. That's why they're six and two. When you see when you see Jalen Carter, you don't see him going 100 percent every play. No, we do. But um, the stuff in college, nine teams passed on him though, not just the Lions. I know that, but I'm saying like, like like if, if Jalen Carter was like on the Bears, I'll say okay, look, they're a mess. Or he was on the Raiders, like you know what? Yeah, the locker was a mess. You know, but they're an elite. Organizations right now, these guys. I'm just telling through, you though, like, like, you like Chase to. Young, like Chase Young, they say, "Oh, he had character issues." Chase Young is he's in the, the 49ers. He's in an elite organization right now. He's in an organization he that that, that continues that they sure. continue to, to compete every single year. And I don't think his character issue is going to be an issue to them. And it's like I think if you're the it's not necessarily here, character. It's like where he kind of just doesn't follow the playbook. He does his thing sort of, and but he also has knee issues too. So. Albert Breer said a lot of teams try to wait. I mean, when, of the winning changes everything is what Malcolm said, and I agree with that 100%. It does change everything, but like at the end of the day, though, you got to get guys who fit in your locker room as well. Like, there's the Lions are still in year three. These other teams, San Francisco, how long have they been doing it? What, what year is this? Yeah. Year I mean, seven, year good, eight? Yeah, a good resume. Seattle under Pete Carroll, how long yeah, has he been, been there for? You know, so they're still, they're still um, building. They still haven't kind of like got where they want to. Yes, Seattle has been doing it for a while. San Francisco has been doing it for a while. The Lions are still building. But, but I'm not saying they can't win the NFC. They could have won the NFC. It's not even that. But uh, do you feel like that? Like, do you feel like that they feel like they could actually win this year? Yes. If they feel like they could win, then didn't enough it. Just get get your guy win this year, and then we'll worry about everything later, man. Just win. God damn it, win. I mean, they're winning right now. They're six and two. They're best starters since I don't know how long. They are, but at the end of the day, we want to win the Super Bowl. You could you could win the Super Bowl with the squad. I really believe we, so. We can. You could have increased your chances. You couldn't exactly. You could increase your chances to win the Super Bowl. And uh, they they did try. I know they made calls. It wasn't just on guys that are, didn't get to those guys that stayed with their teams. They made lots of yeah, calls. I, bet they tried. Um, I, I believe that they, they tried. tried. But we're we're, yeah. we're looking at the results. When Campbell said three things. Campbell said three things had to match. It was the price, it was what they gave up, and it was how the player fit and the talent. So, um, if that, if none of those, if one of those three wasn't met, that trade wasn't going to happen. It is what it is at the end of the day. It's passed. We didn't get anyone. Like I said, I'm not 
necessarily like throwing chairs. I'm not pissed, but like it's just like, damn, dude. Full disappointment. It's like you see the other teams in the NFC getting richer, and we're kind of just staying with our team, staying content. It's like we have a good squad, so we feel good about that. But it's like, damn, man, we could have got richer. They always say the rich get richer. Everyone I saw kind of got richer in the in the conference outside of us. Yeah, I That's mean, at least, at least it's on the division. Not I'm not worried about the division. Really. I haven't been worried about the division since the preseason. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. Who has been worried about the NFC North at all this year? There's not been one. This is the thing. Here's the thing. Like, you're probably going to see one of those teams the playoffs, right? But first, Ooh. you host wait, the Wait, 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 wait. Seattle Ooh. or San Francisco, you're going to see one of those teams oh, probably. Oh, 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 or not the division about, anymore. How can you talk about somebody in the NFC North? <laughs> No, no, no. So here's the thing. And, you know, like, if you ooh. get the number one seed, if you get the number one seed, the playoffs have to go through yeah, no, four that's huge. No, that'd be definitely huge. That's another reason why I go for it. You Go get this number one seed and have this playoffs run at Ford Field because you have a true home field advantage here. And they're just a different team at home. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm excited, bro. I don't know. I'm excited about you this team. You should be. No, this I'm not telling anyone just... you should not be excited about this team. You should still definitely be excited about this team just because I'm disappointed with the trade deadline. Not everything's roses here, guys. Like, you could still criticize Brad Holmes and still think he's doing a phenomenal job. That's all I'm doing. I'm not saying call the guy a fraud. No, yeah, you could you could call that. I mean, it would have been nicer to add a guy. Yeah, like, um, they just didn't. But it's not for lack of trying. Like, I, I, I don't think anybody should be saying Brad Holmes is a fraud. Fire Brad Holmes. Like, no, no one is saying that. But it, you – but like you could be disappointed and criticize him like he, he's not gonna get everything right and like it and i'm not gonna get everything right i could be look like a total i could look totally wrong in in january if they could still win this nfc and i still think they could i just think they could have improved their chances i'll just say this whenever dan campbell and bad homes talk to the media listen to what they actually say not just you to all of our listeners, to everyone, they actually say something. They actually mean it. They don't bullshit. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I, and I know a lot of guys are coming back. You know, we, we might get James Houston back after this bye. Um, you know, like 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 Pierce. Line's coming back. Montgomery's coming back. Yeah. So I mean, James Houston. I think he's a phenomenal pass rusher. I think he's a huge liability against the run, though. But that that's why you know he kind of get you need that balance guy. You know, I got to do this. Chase Young is not really good against the run this year either. He's better than James Houston. He hasn't really played he's well better, against the run. He's better than what you got. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he is better than what he, you he, got, he, but what he, I'm he saying is... Be, he'll be the most balanced edge rusher we have outside of Aiden Hutchinson, if we would have Absolutely. No, it's not, it's, it's not the, the question. Coaches, yeah, because like, like, like we have um, Josh Pascal. He's a great run stuffer, but he's not like really a great... Uh, pass rusher, you know, not, not a great pass rusher. He can rush a passer. He's not just not great at it. James Houston's a great pass rusher, but you put him against a run, he gets stuffed. So here's the thing: early downs, you put Pascal in. Third downs, you bring Houston in. Yeah, that, that's what that's what they've been doing, and that's what they've been working. But you see, you had a guy like Chase Young on the side, you can just do whatever you need to do, and then you can just mix and match. I mean, like, did you just hear the Niners' defensive line room now? I mean, that room is crazy. They're gonna cause havoc. And I think defensively they're gonna win a lot of games. And they're not even gonna have to come on Brock Purdy's yeah, like arms the, no more. I think defensively they're gonna be able to put pressure, a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and they're gonna win games. Here's this defensive line right here: Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, Drake Jackson, Randy Gregory, and Javon Kinlaw. My goodness, how many guys have they got there? That's I'm telling you, they're gonna be able to win games based just based off their front seven and. 
You didn't even talk about the linebackers. I'm not, you know? I'm you're just, just talking, talking about, about the front line. You're talking about Fred Warner and you know, all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're talking about Fred Warner and yeah. about those boys. But they're going to be able to win games based on the – but we'll see how it turns out. Let's see how it turns out, man. I, I still believe that we have a shot. I think we have the easiest schedule between the, the top right. teams right now. So I think that we have a shot. We just got to handle business. I think that's the most important thing to do is handle business. And we should be fine, man. I think if we handle business, the season right. should be very nice. I should, I, I I'll say that. I'll say this too. You guys mentioned all those D lines. They're great, but I feel like we match up. If we're healthy up front, our front four or front five, we match up against that D line. We could take it's them. A, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's strength. Play, that's strength for strength. That's a that's going to be something to watch. That, that that's must yeah, watch TV. I mean, I saw last week the Vikings O line. They're not as good without Chase Young, obviously, but it's still a really yeah. good D line, right? They right. didn't they didn't do much. Yeah, those corners, their corners are awful. So if that pass rush doesn't get there, I mean, you could cook, you could cook that defense. You could, yeah, and that's why they already got Chase Young because they, really they actually, are... believe it or not, they they had a trade for Adoree Jackson. They just submitted to the league wow. on time. Oh wow, the corner attack from the that, Giants. Honestly. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. You know, it's something to watch for sure. I mean, these are, I like to say, your competitors. We still always say the North was your competitors. I think these are really your competitors. Teams like the Niners, teams like the Eagles, Dallas, Dallas Seattle, Eagles, all those teams. Niners, you know, you know, these, are, uh, these yeah. are your competitors. These are the teams you're going to see in January when the football really, really matters. I mean, it matters now, obviously, but like that's when it really matters. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to see what happens. But like you guys said, I agree absolutely 110%. If the Lions could secure this number one seed, which they have an opportunity to do, they're one game out right now, headed to this bye week, and they got a lighter schedule week at a week, week by week, but they have a lighter schedule coming up. If you could secure that number one seed, get the get home playoffs for the whole ride, that is a true home field advantage, and we see how the Lions play home. And one more thing, one more thing too, they're actually the healthiest team right now. After the bye week, they're going to be one of the healthiest teams yeah. in NFC. I mean, obviously, things could change so fast in this league, but yes, as a, as it stands right now, yes. Well, yeah, like they're not playing. Not going well. Yeah, we'll just do that. Yeah, they're not playing or anything. Um, they got guys coming back. Yeah, you know. So let's, let's get talk into about this TBJ, though, though first before that because we didn't, we didn't really we barely address him. So, what is your thoughts on acquiring Donovan People Jones? Yeah, so if you look at Brad Holmes, he's tried to acquire that X receiver. Um, he tried to get it in Denzel Mims. It didn't work out. So we're going to see with DPJ. He's a big receiver. He could run. He could actually play on special teams as well as a returner. Um, he's fast. He, he brings a vertical threat. So now you don't have one vertical threat. You have two, JMO and DPJ. So I feel like if both are on the field, let's say they're both running deep, safeties have to be with them. It's going to open up the middle of the field for Amon Ra and Laporta and all those guys, right? Or if you're playing one-on-one against him, throw it up to him. He gets a jump ball. I think he has a 44-and-a-half vertical. He could jump out of the gym. Really athletic guy. Obviously played at Michigan as well. We know him pretty well. I like the pick. 2025 sixth-round pick. I like the move, too. I, like I mean, there's like I said kind of earlier, like – it's not the same moves that we just talk about like these other teams, like the Niners and all that, like getting Chase Young or like Seahawks and Leonard Williams and whatever. 
but it's still a good move. Like it's it's nothing too crazy, but it's a nice addition to this offense. Um, and you basically got it for nothing. You, you threw him a, a two for one bag of chips, basically that you get at the liquor store. And you didn't even give him both bags of chips. You gave him one bag of chips, and he might have had half of it open. And you ate half of it. Um, that's what you gave up for DPJ, and that's what you gave to Cleveland. So you didn't give jack shit to Cleveland to get down people Jones. It's not even a six round pick in this upcoming draft in Detroit. It's a six round pick next year. I mean, come on. There's what the what the hell is the risk here? You needed some depth of receiver. You got four guys that you like with Amin Ra, Reynolds, Raymond, and then you're hoping Jamo can come along. So you 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 feel pretty good about four guys. One of those guys goes down, then it gets into scarier territory. That's when it gets like the Antoine Greens, the Dylan Drummonds. Now you got a little more security with Marvin Jones retiring. I like it. Uh you mean well, DPJ. Well, saying, Marvin Jones retiring, you get DPJ now. So yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna say high reward, solid reward. Zero risk at all. I give a damn about that six round pick in 2025. Malcolm, what's your <laughs> thoughts on DPJ? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, he's a, I'd say a, a very quiet, quietly good move right here. I, I would say. Um, he adds death to the team, and um, he's somebody that, that, like you said, if an injury happens, he comes in right away, and then he, the team probably doesn't skip a beat. So, yeah, I, I like the move. Right? I think that he helps our wide receiver room with Marvin Jones leaving. Um, they needed a Marvin Jones replacement, and he's going to fit that He's gonna fit that role and probably do a better job than Marvin Jones did, to be honest with you, because he's younger, um, probably has a little bit more burst, probably a little bit more more faster, and more a little bit more athletic right now in his stage of his career than, than Marvin Jones was when he, when he was here just now. So, yeah, I think he definitely helped out the wide receiver room. Hopefully he can help us out in the red zone because we don't talk about the game um, last week, but it looked like they struggled. A lot in the red zone, so hopefully he he, he could be that the guy that can help us in the red zone. Um, again, not a sexy pick, not a sexy move, but definitely gonna help the team. I agree, and I'm glad he's back in his hometown. You know, grew up here in Michigan, played college ball in Michigan, was close by in Cleveland, but now he actually gets to play for his hometown team, the Lions. I think that's a really cool story. So hopefully he balls out. And, and he's excited. Played in Aztec too, right across yep. the street yep. from Ford Field. Really, yeah, he, and he. He's excited. I mean, he posted a picture, a big picture of him with a Lions jersey um, on his Instagram. He's excited. So, yeah, he grew up a Lions fan. So he's that's happy he's cool. here, man. Yeah, so that's cool. For man. anybody that has leftover Kenny Galladay jerseys, which I'm unfortunately one of them, uh, you could get the duct tape out. He's wearing number 19, so you could put People's Jones on the back now if you if you want to do that. Or, or that. DPJ. Wait, wait, he's wearing that's, number, that's 19, number, yep. number 19. Yeah. So, if anyone with the Galladay jersey, you guys could uh, you guys could go make a DPJ jersey. Oh, one more thing too. Uh, so the the Raiders fired McDaniel's and uh, their GM and their OC. So Raiders fans, you can thank us. You're welcome. Yeah. If you're listening to this, <laughs> I had my boy, my, my, one of my boys, he's a really big Raiders fan, and I texted him. I said, "Yo, you need to send us a thank you card, man, <laughs> because we got your boy fired." Because he even before the game, um, he texted me. He said, "Man, I'm rooting for you guys because I want this clown fired." That's his exact words. I, I also have a buddy who's a Raiders fan, and it's just like I, I felt bad because it was giving me trauma of like when we had Patricia back in the day. Yeah, like I was like, I, like when, I was, when I was rooting against the Lions, like, and I hated it doing it. I'm like, dude, but I just need to get this guy out of here. Yeah, it's the same feeling. It's like looking at a mirror, watching the Raiders, and but our, our, I mean, I don't know. Were we ours that was bad? Long, ours Were was longer. Ours was longer. I know. I know. It was, I know. It was longer, but. Did we have a game as bad as the Raiders did just now? Yes. We got shot yeah, up by P.J. Walker and the Panthers. I know defensively they were complete. We because... scored zero points. We lost 20 to zero versus the Panthers versus P.J. Walker. Offense was but, bad too. But did we put up like 100 yards like that? Like, 
like he dared, they dare they had like hundred how many yards total yards they have? They had what? Yeah, Jameer Gibbs almost had more. He did have more. Jameer Gibbs had more I yards think, by himself than their entire offense. I thought there. the Raiders had like two hundred yards, like exactly, and then Jameer had like one ninety two. Did they? No, no, Jameer had more. Yeah, I'll tell you right they now. They had one hundred fifty seven total what yards. What did Jameer have? Like, like no, I'm talking about the Raiders. One hundred fifty seven to like wait, have, did we ever have a game that bad? I don't remember because I probably would have passed out if we would have had a game that bad. I would remember passing out because like uh, we had a hundred fifty yard total offense. Like uh, I would have passed out. So I don't remember us having a game that bad. So let me see. The Raiders I, had just had one hundred eighty nine total, and the Raiders had one hundred fifty seven. They had 157 total yards. You guys yards. talking like the quarterback and everything, right? Total? Yards. Yeah, they had, two, yards they had, two, they had 206. Rushing? No, but you got you got factor in sacks. Sacks. Oh. Sacks, penalties, all that. Like all total that, yards. Yeah, total yards that they had is 157. Okay. I was going to say, it says 206. Uh, Jameer Gibbs 189. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs had, he had more yards than their total. That's crazy. Offense. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't remember that guy. We're bad. I remember defensively we couldn't stop a high school team. Like I remember that. But there's some play, some play, phases. We still had Matthew Stafford. We'll still throwing the ball around, and we had solid offense at one point. Even when we had our backups, they were so doing okay offensively. We just couldn't stop us all. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Yeah, now you guys want yeah, to get well, into it? Yeah, Let's yeah, talk please. about the positives first. We'll talk about this defense and how bad this Raiders offense really is. And, you know, just the good job the Lions defense did all day, man. I mean, I think outside that one drive towards the end of the first half where Josh Jakes was just running down our throats out of nowhere, it was, it was very unordinary because our run defense was good all day outside that one drive. They were just getting big chunks and Josh Jacobs completely took over. Um, shout out to this defense though, man. They, they played phenomenal. Lee McNeil was great. Alex Antelone every single week is just looking like, man, he's he's worth that contract that they gave him. Football. He's great, dude. Yeah. yeah, two sacks and three tackles for a loss. And shout out to Kirby tackles. Joseph. He's a guy we've given a lot of flock to recently and said he needs to play better. Got an interception. I mean, it was give it to him, but he got an interception on Monday night. And I thought overall played just a very well game for him, too. So shout out to Kirby Joseph for bounce back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you give up as a defense, you give up a total of 157 total yards. I mean, uh, you got to be doing something right. And the thing is, this is the confusing part of my end. I mean, yeah, I think the Lions did their part. You know, they did what they're supposed to do. But the Raiders are so bad right now. They're so bad. This is a bad team. They're so bad that I'm looking at this and I'm like, is this more of Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders as being that damn terrible? Or is our defense really stepped up that much and we are locking people down? And then forcing up. Forcing 157 total yards, or is it a mixture of both? It's a both situation. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, they did it. Like I said, you had your opponent. You did what you're supposed to do. They dominated. I mean, the, the score. I mean, the score was 26 14. But I mean, if you look Arnold at the was yards, a big six on golf. Well, one was a big six on golf. But if you look at the yards. The score should have been like 49. Forty-nine-seven. Oh, yeah. It should have been like that. When you look, like when they started the game, they they just couldn't get any rhythm going. They settled for field goals, um, and then you had that Josh Reynolds fumble. Then Kirby Joseph got it back, and then you go down again later in the game. You have a um, pick six, and the Craig Reynolds fumble as well. So they just they weren't disciplined. Um, that Craig Reynolds call is kind of hard. Either way you call it, it was going to stick. They called it a fumble. If they called him down, he would have been like, there was no way you could overturn that call. And there's no way you could check if he was down or not. But that Jared Goff pass was kind of weird. It's the first time I've seen it. Amon Ra and Jared Goff were not on the same page. Um, Amon Ra started to scramble. It was like a scrambling drill. And then Goff thought he was going to stay there, pick six to the house. Is that what it was? Because a lot of people, were, a lot of the, like, the commentators were saying that Goff was trying to throw the ball away. He just didn't have enough. No, if, if you look at it, Amon Ra is there, and then he starts to scramble, and Goff threw it right where Amon Ra was. He, he threw it to Amon Ra, but Amon Ra didn't even move. So I, I, I'm, I'm looking at, well, I'm thinking Amon Ra was thinking the ball was going to go, he was throwing the ball away, and the ball was going to go on, uh, out of bounds. Because he didn't even make an attempt. He didn't make an attempt I, to try to get the ball. No. Amon Ra probably thought it was a scramble drill where he was kind of running a different route, just trying to get open. But I'm telling you, Amon Ra didn't move. He did. No, no, no. He, he no, no. He when, when the ball was released, Amon Ra did not move. He was. He, it was he, too he, late. Yeah. He, he he was he stood right there. And then what's his name? Peters. He's the one that ran and, and, and jumped the route and jumped the and got, and got the inception. So I'm, yeah, it was kind of. Um, I don't know. It, it, it was it was one of those plays that they weren't uh, on the same page. It was it, weird. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was, a, again, one of those situations he golf was trying to throw the ball to bounds and 
he just didn't have the mustard on it, or it could have been a scrambling drill. I don't know. And Amaral probably just didn't know that mm. the ball was short. I don't, I don't know. But it, and then well, another thing is um, that the the trick play, Amaral had Raymond wide open. Yeah. He didn't see him. You know, it's just lack of execution. That that's that's six instead of three. Yeah, I mean, Let's say seven yeah, instead of three. And then you got you had um, they called Raymond on a little run play. If Coyote makes that black, doesn't get destroyed, that's a touchdown as well. It's just execution. Now, let me ask you guys a question, man. Like, we had three turnovers, man, and this is a, a team that's not very very good. That's why we were able to overcome, I think, those three turnovers. If you do that against a good team, you're probably not winning the game. Does that concern yeah. you that you know, we had three turnovers against this team and if this was a different team, shoot, we're, we're in trouble? It's not concerning. You just hope it never happens again, you know? And we like we've seen this team. They take care of the football for the most part, and their turnovers were all kind of stupid. Josh Reynolds has not fumbled the ball. Jerry Goff has been take care of the football. Then that Reynolds thing. Yeah, that, that was a good. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you call that a fumble or not. I don't. It's like a 50-50 call. You just make the call, yeah. whatever it is, it sticks. I, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm concerned. I thought it was a good bounce back victory in general. They won by twelve points, and they they removed the ball really well. They had over four hundred yards of total offense. It, like. Yeah, yeah, it, it was over four. Yeah, um, but like you know, they just were not cashing the end zone, which is concerning when you start playing better teams and when you start getting into January and you're playing these these really good teams. You know, you hope to build more consistency for sure. Um, I don't know. It's a mixture of both. Like, yeah, you can't settle for field goals that many times. You're you know, you got to cash in the end zone more. You can't have stupid turnovers. But overall, man, I, I think they were trying some new things in this game, and I think it's a good opponent to try new things on because you could probably overcome them even if you make stupid plays or you you know you're, you're trying to see if this works. Um, and even like not trying to be like college, but like you don't need to open up your full playbook versus the Raiders. Let's be honest. You're at home, Monday Night Football. Your talent alone is going to be better than the Raiders. Like you're going to beat them, out coach them, out play them. Like. You don't have to open up the whole playbook. Uh, I don't think they even completed a single pl- a pass over thirty yards in that game. Like, and we, the Lions. Oh, the oh, the Lions. Yeah, so, they didn't complete a single yeah. pass over thirty yards in that game. And didn't they have one to? I'm not saying Jared Goff threw the ball over thirty yards. Yeah, yeah. Jared Goff did not throw the ball over thirty yards for a single pass. So like, they didn't open up the full playbook. And obviously, yeah, there, there were some plays that they should have cashed in, like the Amon Ra play. You can't have the Josh Reynolds fumble. It was just stuff that you usually don't. The Reynolds fumble, right? In like yeah, the it's two, usually the stuff you just don't it? see with this football team. So it's not concerning. If you see it more happen more often, then yes, it's going to ring a ring a bell and be more concerning. Like if I see that versus the Chargers, and I see that when they play the Bears and the Packers, whatever. Like if that starts to happen more, then yeah, it's going to ring some concern. But as of right now, um, it's not stuff they've they've done this year on a consistent level for me to be concerned. Yeah, man, Jameer Gibbs, right? I, I was gonna bring that up, man. Yeah, those those two guys. So I was, so I was hoping that the Lions would get going today because, as far as the Raiders, I, I, I'm be honest with you, I wasn't expecting the Raiders to win this game. I didn't give them that much of a shot. But even though it's NFL, it didn't happen. Um, I was mainly looking to see if these two guys were gonna get involved and how big of an impact they're gonna be. One is Jameer Gibbs, and one is um, Jameson Williams. And Jameer Gibbs, man, he this is this is the James this is the Jameer Gibbs we saw last week when we saw Monday against the Raiders. This is the Jameer Gibbs I thought we we're gonna see the entire year. When as far as how they're gonna use him in the passing game, the running game, this is how, this is how they thought they were gonna use him. They, this is exactly how they did. Now, I, I'm, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do when they get David Montgomery back. 
is is like what would you do? What would you guys do? Would you guys continue to have Jameer Gibbs as your lead back and then have um, David Montgomery kind of have that Craig Reynolds role that we saw last week? Or I, I, I mix them up, man. They're they're two different backs. You can get them on the field at the same time. This is very similar to me with the Saints had with Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. And even David Montgomery says that for himself. Yeah, I've said that today. all offseason. When these two guys are on, yeah, we have. this is David Montgomery and Mark Ingram on the New Orleans Saints when those guys were just – they were the greatest combo, man. They were a great combo in the backfield. And I think the Lions could do that now. I think Jameer Gibbs has arrived. I think like you guys have been saying, been preaching patience with Gibbs. Like he has to be more patient as a running back. He's might have been more patient. He's been phenomenal these last two games. Even the Baltimore game – it, it doesn't look great because the whole team played bad. He looked better in that game. This game, he took over completely offensively. And you could see that Ben Johnson wanted to get him more involved in this offense. The first seven pl- – or he got the ball like seven plays in a row almost, I think, or something like that. Like he got the ball seven plays out of ten or something like that. Like they were getting him involved yes. early on, and they got him involved throughout the whole game. And he capitalized. He was great all game in the passing and in the running game. Yeah. Um, when you talk about patience, there was one play that stood out and it was a touchdown. He was kind of running left and he cut it. He saw like a little crease. He kind of just snuck in there and he ran in for a touchdown. You guys know which play I'm talking about? The one he scored a touchdown on. The, 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 the one, one where he jumped in the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touchdown on. Yeah, yeah. So that play, uh, would that when he made that call, I was like, okay, Jimmy, that, that's what we're talking about. The patience and the vision. Yeah. Man, I was going nuts. I almost lost my voice when he when he did that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jameer Gibbs has arrived, um, definitely. And I think going forward, they're going to use him more. I don't, I don't think it's going to be that same volume that they use him because they're going to get David Montgomery back. But it's encouraging, man. That he, you know, he's he, that one thing that happens. His confidence is up there right now, so he knows he can do it, and he's going to continue to do it, man. That's all he needs: confidence. I don't, another guy I'm talking about that I want to talk about is um one of my one of my favorite players, Jameson Williams. Oh, uh, how, 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 like how long is, is this going to be before this is a concern right now? Um, you when you look at JMO, I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't like making excuses, but if you look at the number of snaps he's played as a pro, it account it amounts to about four to six games, like just games, the amount of snaps he's played. Um, and then you kind of see with Goff, he hasn't really been able to play that much with Goff because. He was hurt one year. He was suspended this year. Couldn't be it. And then he got hurt in camp. So it's just not there yet. Um, I feel like hopefully after the bio ramp up a little more. But it's it's kind of a slow process. He's developing. I'm giving you a deadline. I'm giving it to Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving. I would say the end of the year. If it doesn't work out in the year, um, I don't think the Lions are going to be patient with them. I'm giving him a deadline. I'm giving him to Thanksgiving, man. He's- you know, I, I'm going to say this, guys. I'm going to tell you this right now. If he continues to have these low amount of snaps, this, these 16 snaps, 20, he's never going to get better. Bad. He got 34 snaps last game, 40% of the offensive snaps. 30, 34 snaps, two targets. One was a, 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 a setup to fail, and one that he dropped a pass, and then one he yeah. caught. The catchy hot was nice though. He was kind of running in stride. He caught it. It was nice, man. But like I don't see. Yeah, it's not. They have to ramp his his his, his play time. That's I told like, you they will. That's the only After way. The that's the only way I, I could see him making progress and being better. If if he's not getting the snaps, man, he's not gonna he's not gonna develop. Man, he needs like you know the game with sixty snaps. Shit, he gotta figure shit out. I mean, 
he, he got to do something right now. And yeah, he has some drops, but you just need a couple catches like he had last. He need like a catch like that he had last week. He do that a couple more times. That builds his confidence. I don't. I don't think it's a catch to, uh, thing with Jamal. I think it's a mental thing. Jamal, I don't think he likes confidence, Malcolm. I think it's what it is. Is oh, um, I think it's a mental. It's, I think it's mental. It's a mental. I think it's the focus. It's it's the focus or like mental focusing. It, yeah, it, he it, just it, needs it's to. It's a mental thing right now for him. That's all it is. It's mentally, it's a mental thing right now. It's like I think he's thinking too hard when the ball's in the air. He's like, oh, who's around me? Ugh. Like I'm not sure. We thinking who's around me? Is your linebacker there, or do I need to? Catch and run, or I'm not sure what the hell he's thinking about, but he just need to calm, calm down, play football, man. He be doing this whole life, man. Play football, give him the snaps, see what happens, man. Like we gotta stop. Uh, I'm not saying babying Jamo. We gotta stop babying. He's a 12th overall pick, man. And right now he's not hurt. I don't, he's not, he's I don't think not they're hurt. not babying, but he's not hurt. Ben Johnson said he's still developing. Like he still he still doesn't know the entire playbook. How? That's a problem. How? How does he not? That's a problem. It, it, that's, that's, a, that's a huge issue. He's been here for how long? I, I got must say playtime. But even if he's on the field. A year and a half? A year and a half. A year and a half. A year and a half he has not studied the playbook to know the playbook inside and out. I mean, the whole time he's been away, all he should have been doing been studying the goddamn playbook. That's what he should have been doing. So they catch 100 balls a day. That's not going to make a uh, change on the field. Study the playbook. The reason no, why no I say that is because you look at the Ravens game. Jamo's running one way and Goff is throwing the other way. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, they got to eat. And he's, he's not playing a lot. He's got to build the trust of the coaches, definitely, to get him out there on the field. And that's he's just what not I'm doing saying. That. Yeah. Show it in practice. Show it in practice. Show it in games. And in games, he's been inconsistent. We'll have one player like, yo, that one catch against the uh, yeah. Bucks, was it? Wow, JMO, that's great. Next week, they give him a shot. He gets six targets, no catches. Like, all right, yeah. well, let's give you more. Obviously, the end around sucked that one play because Max Crosby was unblocked. I don't know whose fault that is. If it's JMO or the O line or on Goff, whoever that is. Not JMO, I'm sorry. Ben Johnson, O line or Goff. I don't know who called the protection on there, whatever that was. That was bad. Um, he had that one back shoulder throw. If Goff threw it straight, when he was running, he would have got popped. Goff threw him a back shoulder. Incomplete. Maybe not the best pass, but both hands got on it. Catch it, you know? Um, yeah, I mean... He caught that one slant. It's inconsistencies. It's very inconsistent. And as a receiver, it, it, you can't be inconsistent so, so, because so, let's say it's... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so, so you're giving him to the end of the year. Tyler, you're giving him yeah. to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. These games like three weeks. He's got three more games. Come on, man. I mean, when, when is it? How long are we gonna wait? You no, no. I, I, just, I know, but that's, that's what I'm saying. But like, okay, I, I'm giving him time. I, how much time do I got to give him? I, Tyler, man. I, hey, man. I'm, I'm kind of says Thanksgiving. Saying, is that saying, too that's short that's of a sleeve for Thanksgiving? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying that's too soon. But I'm just saying, like, we're. I, I feel like we're babying him, man. They just need to just say, "Fuck it, go out there." And play but football. he needs to prove it though, Malcolm. Like you see him in games, is he proving it though? No, he hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't, man. But- that's what I'm saying. Like that's how the staff works. They're like, we don't care where you draft, who you are. If you can play, you play. If you can't play, you're not playing. That that's that's they yeah, preach but that. I know. I just I need to see him more out of him. I'm not saying like he has to play out there. Yeah, I agree with you. He has to prove it, and he's not doing that right now. But like he has to get it going for me to believe in this guy to be our true number one or number two receiver like that's what we drafted him to be we didn't draft him to be a, a, a marvin hall that's not what we drafted jameson Williams to be yeah, and, that, and that's the role that he has right now that's he is like killing you right drafted now. him to be a guy a number one or number two you draft you traded up 20 spots in the first round to get this guy 
And I've always said this with the Lions. If you could get another legit wide receiver, that's why I was always big on getting Tyreek Hill or going and getting Debo Samuel last year. I was on that, I was on that hype train all last year. Like if you get one more guy to this offense, this offense goes from really, really good to very, very great. Like just like that. Just like that, yeah. man. If you can yeah. get a true guy like that, man, man, this offense could take a whole different like you are a different type of scary if Jameson Williams takes off. And I and I'm just waiting for oh, it to like, happen. I'm you just need one big game. Not one not big play. One, one big game. Not one catch. I'm talking about like he needs like a six catch, yes. 150 yards, and a touchdown or two. Something like yes. that. He needs a big game to get him rolling, man. And shit, man. Unless he's getting the snaps, man. It's not going to happen. And I don't see him. I don't see them revving up his snaps that quickly by November. I don't see that happening. I don't know. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you. I mean, that's not November, I mean, Thanksgiving. We're yeah. already in November. If DPJ picks up that playbook and he's showing stuff in practice, he could potentially take some of Jamal's snaps. And that's concerning. That's good. I mean, that's not good. That's, that, that, yeah, that's that's not want. good at all. That's not something I want. No, we love Jamal, right? Like, we all liked him. We all loved him coming out of the draft. I think when we drafted him, we were all going nuts. Um, we still. I dare not ride. I mean, it just sucks. It hasn't worked out, man. What do you want me to tell you? Like, I don't know. Like, I hope yeah. the kid works I mean, out. Like you said, I hope after this bye week, like, that there's just some adjustment where they get him more acclimated to this offense. And, he, and, like, he can prove that he should deserves more snaps in this offense. And he can come that legit guy on the outside, you know, that, that guy that plays majority of the offensive snaps. Like, we, we need that right now. Like, Josh Reynolds, he's a, he's a good player. I love him. He's Mr. Consistent. Khalif Raymond, same thing. Mr. Consistent. But I'm right ra- because I just know the talent that he possesses. He, he's a different type of guy to this offense. If he gets going, man, this offense goes like I said from really good to great. It, you're like you're no great. Like to elite, you are in my the Rams back in the day. What do they call it? Greatest show on turf? Is that is that what it was called? You could you could be yeah. that if Jamison Williams yeah. lives up to the potential that he is. When they had they had Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt and all yeah. the boys. Like you, you, yeah. you become you become I mean, the greatest show on turf if Jamison Williams reaches potential. I've always said this with lines off. I said it since last year. You get one more guy, and Brad Holmes thinking the same thing. He traded up twenty spots to get this guy. He was he was uh, interested in getting Debo Samuels this offense. So he, you know he's trying to become the greatest show on turf. Brad Holmes is trying to build that. He put his belief in Jamison Williams, and I'm not going to doubt Brad Holmes. You know he's he's been way more right than wrong. We just got to see a workout on the field with him. The, 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 the thing with the catches, he just got cleaned up. Great receivers went through this, but they found a way to clean it up and got better. But they just, those receivers were never in a Jameson Williams situation where they're getting limited snaps. They they were they were dropping passes, but they started and they played. You know, um, when Devontae Adams was going through that situation, he started and he played. You know, even though he went through the drops, but he figured it out. You know, we saw Jameer Chase last year during preseason dropping everything. Everything thrown at him, he dropped. But yeah. He, he stuck to it, and, you know, he still had the same amount of snaps, and he figured it out, and look at Jameer Chase. You know, he's he's a baller right now. So the fact that he doesn't know the playbook is a little concerning right now. Not, not, I'm not saying he doesn't know the playbook, but the fact that they don't trust him enough to have that amount of snaps is concerning. It's fair. It's fair. I mean, you look at it, I think that's what it is, Malcolm, because he has a limited route tree. They, they don't ask him to do lots of route runner. No, they don't. Um, and th- that Ravens play, like, I don't think Goff threw it wrong, if I had to guess. 
I, I don't know. I mean, that one pick he kind of threw up and said, screw it, Jamo's down there somewhere. Jamo's running that way, golf's throwing the other way. Yeah. I don't know, man. We shall see, we shall see we'll what see. happens it's, with Jamo. Hopefully the best with him, and hopefully he corrects it. Yeah. I want to see them do a little more of this. You know how they give those screen passes? They those tried though sweeps. last week. You just got eaten oh. up with that one play. Every time they do it with them, man, it's like the defense knows. Because, first of all, if he's limited, Jimmy Williams gets a limited amount of snaps. Your eyes are going to be on Jamal. You get injured in the field, like, all right, Jamal's here. Well, they didn't block. They didn't block. If, if it's at least, like, bro, he got. He got murdered yeah. by Max Crosby. He, he did. He did. Max Crosby took his lunch money. Like, come, that's not fair. Like, like Jamo's like 100, like, what is he, like 180 or 185? Max Crosby's a grown-ass man. Like, he's a defensive lineman. Jamo's not breaking I, that tackle. I, I just saw a helmet fly off, man. I was yeah. like, Ooh. Once I, I saw that, I was like, yeah, you might want to block the best defensive lineman. I saw Max just waiting right to give him a bear hug, too. <laughs> like, like he's, he's, Jamo's just there. I'm like, Jamo, just go down, man. <laughs> I don't even think that. <laughs> Like that's like that's like that's like let's say like we're playing the Dolphins right and Mike Mandano runs Tariq Hill on Enderon and touches right there like, bro like you're yeah. going yeah, down. Yeah, no, I'm you're not telling Jamal to break that. I'm just saying every time it happens, it just it, it never leads to anything. So they're. I mean, this year they did it once, right? Once I think last year they did it versus the Jacks was like a forty yard play. Yeah. The Bears, something game. like that. Yeah. Oh, is the Bears game? I'm sorry. Last week, two um, versus Baltimore, it got nothing. So it's two weeks in a row. They, you know, they tried. Yeah, but you you just get him screen passes, get him out in space, give him have blockers in front of him. Do like just stuff like that, just to get him going yeah. a little. Overall, though, I thought the offense picked it up in the second half. You know, they got in the end zone. I thought it was big too at the end of the first half, getting Goff and Laporte again that touchdown to end the half. You know, getting some confidence going to the second half. Defense gets a stop, get the ball right back, and I thought the offense went right back at humming. It all led through Jameer Gibbs. It was basically what we said the keys were for the Lions they had to do is they had to run this ball and get Jameer involved, and Jameer completely took over and took care of business this game, and that's what they did. Yeah, another thing is I'll say shots offensive line. Max Crosby had his pressures, but Goff wasn't sacked once. Zero sacks, um, which was huge. And then also I feel like when Dan Skipper game, the run game just got better. I don't know if you guys yeah. noticed this or not. Once Dan Skipper game, the run game got better. I, I don't, I don't like Yodi. That's what and, and Campbell calls him. Shout out to Colby really Soros. Yeah, he, I thought he played really well. He stepped up well in that game, especially in the run blocking. Yeah, he played. He played yeah. all eighty six snaps. Shot the ground. Yeah, I mean, when you're, and this is what I'm talking about with golf, man. I know golf is not the the perfect quarterback, but you're talking about a, a quarterback that's missing three of his interior linemen. Like this whole interior lineman is not there. That these are our backups, and then you're playing uh, your 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 practice squad uh, your practice squad tackle because your your backup went out. So uh, as, as golf is performing well in these in these circumstances in these situations, man. Um, I can't say any quarterback would do that. Look at um Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is missing one tackle, one receiver, and now he looks like the the wor- one of the worst quarterbacks in the world. I'll say that right now. <laughs> Yeah, the Lions have depth. Um, you know, some of these guys aren't great, but they're serviceable and they play well and they know the system. Well, they, I mean, golf so made the best out of the situation. Golf was pressured a hell of a lot of time last week, and yeah, it was because of those interior linemen, those, those backups. They get pressured a lot, and that's what yeah. that's where the interception came from. That interception came from he got pressured in the middle. He tried to scramble out. And that's when he threw that pass and 
that shit went crazy. Um, but this is the, the interior pressure. I mean, he was getting pressured a lot, but golf was making the best of the situation. When the pressure came, he was getting like, getting the ball out, or um, he, was, he he did what he needed to do with that pressure. So golf is golf is performing, and yeah, I mean he, he's doing what he needs yeah. to do. All right, Tyler, um, you want to bring up the baller and oopsie doopsie? Yeah, the let's week? do that right now. Let's start off with the oopsie doopsie of the week. I think this one's easy. Um, it's going to be no one on the line side of the ball, even though it could. I'm not going to get to it. Lines. No one deserves it. They played too flawless. They, the Ford field was rocking. Um, well, let's get it to Jimmy Garoppolo and the yeah, Las Vegas yeah, Raiders. Yeah, My goodness, what a rough week for Raiders. I mean, you could look at it as a rough week or a blessing in disguise for Raiders fans. You got your coach fired. You got your general manager fired. You got your quarterback they paid this offseason benched for the rest of the season for Aiden McConnell. My goodness, man. Jimmy Garoppolo was rough. And I know he is definitely missing Kyle Shanahan right now in the San Francisco 49ers offense. So, uh, yes, I'm giving it to Jimmy Garoppolo. It's my Oops Doopsie of the Week. Yeah, right. he was pretty terrible. I just want to bring up really quickly. We even bring this up. Um, the, the amount of uh, receiving yards the receivers had. Zero targets in the first <laughs> the, half. The targets, they had zero targets in the first half. In the total game, they had a total of four targets. And as far as, like, they, I mean, they had a total of four receptions between Hunter Refro, um, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers. And, and, and Jacoby Myers. They had a total of four targets. I mean, four, four receptions. Like, that's – wow. Yeah, no, it's, it was rough, man. And how about, how about the Raiders defense making a hell of a play again, that fumble on Josh Reynolds. First play, Jimmy Garoppolo, interception to Kirby Joseph in the end zone. Like, my God, dude. He, he, he sucks, dude. He stinks. I used to say he's Kirk Cousins' little brother or the handsome Kirk Cousins. And that's disrespectful to Kirk Cousins at this point. And, yeah, yeah, sorry, Kirk Cousins. I know he got hurt this weekend. I wish him the best, honestly. I, I truthfully do. I know I shit on Kirk Cousins all the time. I truthfully wish him the best. That's a sucky injury because, you know, you know that, that sucks. But, my goodness, Jimmy Garoppolo, he stinks, sucks. And he sucked on Monday. Lions defense got to him, and he sucked all season, dude. He, he's terrible. So, yes, he's doopsie doopsie. Yeah, shout out to AG. They got the, the blitz packages he brung in, man. That was so creative. I loved what I saw. Um, all right, I got four ballers, and four I'll get ballers? into those. So number one. Let me Let me talk. The main baller, the main guy is Shamir okay, Gibbs, right? <laughs> he balled out. Baller number two is that girl uh, picking up Jameer Gibbs in the stands. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Baller number She's three. Pretty strong. She's pretty strong. Baller number three is Brad Holmes. Jameer Gibbs played 60 of 86 snaps. Jack Campbell played 31 of 46 snaps. Brian Branch played 46 of 46 snaps. Sam Laporta played 81 of 86 snaps. Colby Storzel played 86 of 86 snaps. And then Broderick Martin also played, I think, about 11 snaps. I can't I can't give it to Brad Holmes for what he did in the trade deadline. I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> and then um, actually three ballers. No, I'm sorry, three. But actually, it's Jameer Gibbs. I just want to give like honorable mentions uh, yeah project martin got 11 that, that girl though yeah 11 which is pretty good for like there was one play where he literally tossed i think it was the guard on his ass like he threw yeah. him to the ground i was like all right Broderick, yeah. damn bro okay but there was a couple plays where he got he got moved off the line too he's a rookie no, that, what that girl did to pick up jameer gibbs my goodness that was 
It was like a bicep curl kind of kick yeah, dress. Oh, like, like that Lambo field where like they could just hop over. Like Ford Field is pretty steep. Like you know you gotta like really lift up a player to to, to like get him in the stands like that. Jameer Gibbs was celebrating. He was he was about to like damn near go get a hot dog in the concession stand. It looked like that was that, that was probably one of the funniest celebrations I've seen in a while. Because the, I think the funny part of the whole celebration, if you watch it back, you hear the broadcast say, "Come back, Jameer, Joe come Buck. back, <laughs> Gibbs, get back on the field." <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, I died. I lost it. I lost it. The commentary was great for that. Shout out to Joe Buck for that. Because yeah. <laughs> Jameer, yeah. come back. <laughs> Jameer, come back. He said it so casually. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that, was, like, that was the best part. Of, that was the best part of the whole celebration. You man. know. You know, uh, yeah. I think the Lions are one of the better teams in the NFL with making gifts, you know, like the ones you post on Twitter. Like, they have some good gifts. Like, you guys remember 2017, they did a little the Christmas Carol a little celebration with the Lions receiving core. Then you had the Joyke Bell, one from like 2014, yeah. where he's waving his hands at the Ford Field. Like, that's a good one. This Jameer Gibbs one might be the best one we have, all, like, ever. Like, the, that Jameer Gibbs of him celebrating in the stands with the fans is amazing. Greatest gift ever. Wait, did. They- oh, it's they already. Yeah, they're all over. Oh, I gotta, find, I gotta find it. Oh man, I'm about to start they using are, that again. They are I'm about all. To start using I think again. it's the greatest gift of Detroit Lions history, and arguably NFL history. It's that good. Actually, the one of um, Randy Moss pulling his pants down, uh, fake pulling his pants down, was very good too. So I don't know. It's up there though. Jameer Gibbs celebrating with the fans is very good. Yeah, it is. So good um, stuff. All right, well, we got Peter's Million Ballers of the Week. That's going to be a wrap for this episode. Hope you guys all enjoy. Uh, we will see you guys soon, bye week. So we'll preview the Chargers very soon. And that's all I got for you guys. Peace. All right, guys. Like Tyler said, it's probably going to be a bye week for us, too. We're going to take it off a little, chill out. And we'll see you guys later uh, when we host the Chargers. I'm out. Peace. Not when we host, when we play the Chargers. All right, your boy Malcolm, and I am out, man. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.